I swear. Wrestling Podcast. Lots of things we shouldn't mention on the podcast. Yeah. So let's start by saying hello and welcome back. Hello, everyone. The, the podcast lives. It's alive. Um, brand new time, brand new channel. Yeah, much like WWF in the UK. Yeah. Moving to BT Sports. Yeah. And much like... Uh, we're, we're not moving to BT Sports. We're not... We're not. In fact, we're the same channel, we're just a new time, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, new time, new day. It's almost like when TNA were getting dicked around at the end, when they were like, oh, we move you to a different time slot. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're like, everything's fine, everything's fine. Yeah. Business just as usual. Too much competition on a Wednesday. Um, Sean Mooney, Chris Jericho. Those uh, ones I downloaded, anyway. NXT on the WWE Network. Yeah. I think is NXT UK also on a on a Wednesday? I'm not sure. I, I was watching the, the repeat. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But I think the answer would be NXT UK is whenever you want it because it's available on the WWE Network, which is accessible 24-7. 24-7, yeah. So who would have thought we lived in that world where any wrestling you wanted, you could get with a click of the fingers? Yeah. I'd have had, so if, if WWE Network or even YouTube was around, I'd have been sick day every day. Because I remember <laughs> taking sick days and like you had two movie channels and you had you had to watch like Arthur and the Magic Play Bus. This is when you're like 11. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. I never had movie channels. Okay. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a good point because you had the kids TV in the morning. Yeah. And then as soon as the morning ended, you were waiting until you're, like, like three o'clock for, yeah, yeah. Silk. <laughs> yeah. And you'd watch it all because there was nothing else on. Well, I guess I had a video player. You might not have had one of those, but I had Well, a eventually player. we had a, v- a VHS player, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but again, kids are sport for choice these days, aren't they? But especially, that's it, yeah. Especially when you look at um, wrestling fans and the amount of wrestling which is just freely accessible to you. And I look at, for example, Revolution Pro Wrestling, um, which is a rev- wrestling promotion that I own. Um, just letting people at home know. In case, in case it's your first time, yeah. In case it's your first time, and also in case you'd forgotten, because it's been a few weeks since we've we've done a show. Yeah. Um, so, but like even Revolution Pro Wrestling, the amount of content of Rev Pro, which is freely accessible or accessible for a small fee, um, is uh, it's just absolutely insane. Like, and I remember like I couldn't even fathom being able to watch all these crazy independent wrestling matches that I'd read about and like I always remember like the old magazines you'd see stuff about USWA yeah you know like in the results section sure and uh, and I, I couldn't even fathom watching that stuff and like I d- just remember how cool it was I used to go to FWA shows one of the main reasons I used to go to FWA shows and I don't think it can ever be discounted is to get tapes from Strong Style Tapes bootleg who would have thought a bootleg tape trader at an independent professional wrestling yeah, show yeah the, the hypocrisy just yeah. Re- does it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but Ugh. strong style tapes uh, were very responsible for um, but I don't think I ever I ever really knew it was I bootleg no either did I, I because it, like, there were nice covers permissions and, uh, maybe yeah. permission or yeah absolutely and the only, the only time I remember do you remember someone called David Pick I remember the name yeah David Pick he was based in Newcastle he had a he kept a live journal as well. It was tremendous, um, and uh, he he got in with Smart Mark Video, who of course were the first people, I guess, to um, to give the independent promotion a cut of the the money. Oh, really? So yeah. it was um, agreed agreed upon. Yeah. So like, but I think they'd edit the shows and you know 
duplicate them for them or whatever. Essentially, there'd be a, a distributor for them. Yeah, so um, like an official release. Yeah, an official yeah. release on like a you know, on like a standard VHS cassette, or a yeah. blank VHS. There was no like, you know, there was yeah. no professional production or anything. Sure. Um, but yeah, they they were like the first the first guys to do that. Um, and uh, David Pick had a deal with them, which didn't last too long. So unfortunately, um, he discovered al- alcohol, um, as his live journal said, and he kind of grew up and turned into like a. You know, we always say to people like, yeah, you're either gonna start, you're gonna discover yeah, alcohol, yeah. start partying, get uh-huh. girlfriends. Yeah. Or you're going to dedicate your yourself to to this business, yeah. and hopefully get to do a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B, you know. Which is what we did, um, absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, so he he did the Smart Mark videos, and he was very uh, and like after it was, and I always remember because again the community was so much smaller then, but the UK fan forum was obviously a big uh, a big melting pot for all of this discussion and i remember people almost being like oh the hypocrisy of a tape trader um someone who's been a tape trader made a living off of tape trading for years now judging people because they don't give back to the boys okay <laughs> Do you know what i mean yeah, yeah yeah um but anyway uh that was uh yeah that was back in the day but now it's all so freely accessible that yeah you just bunk off school every day wouldn't you well i would yeah yeah and it wouldn't have even affected your grades because you didn't get any anyway did you? anyway yeah um, so, uh, so yeah, where were we? Um, we were discussing the fact that we were, we're now going to do this on a Friday. Oh, do you know what I think I was trying to do? Go on. Like, so just a, uh, it's a key tactic that you can use when you're trying to avoid the topic. So, you know, like, uh, if you've got homework due at school or like, you know, you're going to get told off at school for something. Yep. If you, or you've been told off at school and have to go home and tell your parents. You've been or your you parents got told off so badly you got sent home. Well, no. I mean, you go home and you say like, "Oh, oh right, okay, okay, right, today. yeah." But I never even had one detention when I was at school. So. No, neither did I. Yeah, of course. No, I really didn't. Honestly, I didn't. Okay, I didn't. I think I got sent out of music once. I got sent out of classroom once. Yeah, only one time ever. It was a history lesson. Oh yeah. Mr. Big was the teacher. Uh-huh. He always used to be like very lenient, mm-hmm. but on this day he was fuming. He sent well, me out. and I remember yeah. like I was almost ashamed of being sent out the room. Uh-huh. Right, and I remember like kind of. As like teachers and stuff were walking past, as I was kind of stood in the corridor, yeah, um, I was kind of like pretending to like read the, you know, you, you <laughs> know, you're just big display boards outside. Okay, yeah, people's work. Yeah, yeah, I was pretending to read like people's work. Yeah, just because I didn't want them to think that I'd been <laughs> sent, sent out. out. Really? Yeah. Well, that is shame. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I got sent out of music because I probably like you was just like a good boy, you know. I was like, oh, he's a nice boy, and then whatever happened once, me and Niall Faulkner were messing around too much. Niall Faulkner got Bad sent influence. out of PE once. We were doing a we were doing a relay race in like teams, obviously. So we'd start one end, so we'd all be in a row, of four or five of us, a, a team, and then someone would run to the other side of the room, the sports hall, and run back. And Niall Faulkner tripped me up, what, uh, and he was on my team. <laughs> so like, obviously, it was just really a joke. Like you it hurt. A, like you, I were think, ju- you were a good target, weren't you? Well, I was only little, wasn't I? So um, Niall Faulkner, I can remember it vividly, Mister. Vaughan, an Australian PE teacher, get out, get out! <laughs> like that, he went mad. To Niall, obviously, and I'm, I took a hell of a bump. Yeah. It's your first bump? It might have been, yeah. I can remember, I could always like, hear the sound still, me going splat on the sports floor. So, yeah. so when that stuff happens, right, you then got to go, you go home. Yeah. And you can explain it. Or like, imagine if like someone's called up, you know, like called up home 
and you're like, oh, I don't really. Yeah. And you're like, have they told them or not? You know, like. Would, would your school phone really go to the bother of calling your mum and dad? Yeah, they used say? to. Yeah. Really? Not, not for me personally, but yeah, they would call mums and dads. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and well, I had quite a rough school, so I think that's probably why, because I think that was probably like a, a good preventative measure for them. Yeah. Um, but I can just imagine if that would happen, you'd go home and like you'd try to avoid the topic of, you know. You would oh, so going to bring it up. Your yeah. So you'd, bring it up. so you'd just be like over. Like, oh, um, yeah, we did this today. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like, oh, you'll never guess what that Andrew Simmons did. Yeah, yeah. Guilty. Yeah. Yeah. So we've that's what we've done. We've skirted around the subject of where have you been? People have been asking us, where's the podcast? Yeah. Those requests have actually died down, I feel. Yeah, I think people have forgotten about us. But, you know, we're back with a vengeance and we're going to have a good episode today. And, yeah, we are, we are um, every Friday now instead of every Wednesday. Wednesday was just getting too hectic. Um, the school's getting busier, so with personal training classes, I do those now. Um, so that would that time now fills my Wednesday afternoon as opposed to coming and doing this podcast on a Wednesday afternoon. Now I'm a stay-at-home dad now, so yeah, it's hard. That's it, yeah. Part-time. Part-time stay-at-home dad, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but you know. Mondays and Tuesdays. Vincent Mann didn't have Mondays and Tuesdays off, did he, when he was trying to build the no, empire? No, he didn't, but, you know, like, uh, I feel that, you know... I've have you accepted your Roland Alexander now? Uh, well, because <laughs> I, I texted and I, I was watching, re-watching Beyond the Mat. Well, if APW gets to this point, you know, and I'm sure that was a bit of a hatchet job, put that... I don't know, like... Um, I don't think I'll ever accept, um, but I feel... Um, my my priorities in life have changed. Really? Yeah. She love my boy. Yeah. And I love my daughter. And do you know what that means? I've got to put food on that table. Yeah, and I do. And I work double hard. I work around that time. Um, so, like, uh, I came in when his mum got home from work. I shot straight down the office and got a couple of hours in. Good. Both days. Yeah. Um, the first day I was actually cut a bit short because I had to go and uh, get the Tesco shop uh-huh. that was a click and collect, which was uh, the, the time frame that had been selected. Yeah. wasn't the most convenient for me, so unfortunately I had to go straight. I had to cut the work, okay. work time short. But obviously that then leads to having to catch up on more stuff. But I just worked double hard. As Arnie would say, there's 24 mm. hours in a day. Use them all. Use them all. I don't know if he says that, but yeah. Okay, cool. Well, anyway, we're back, to, we're back and we're Fridays. Um... Let's come on. Let's get it back up. The A squared thirty second, thirty second, thirty week wrestling challenge. Yeah. Let's get straight back into the swing of things. You can do a jingle then. Uh, no, I've forgotten it. Andy and Andy's thirty week wrestling challenge. I don't think there's enough effort into that, but what okay. mine or yours? Yours. Well, no, I was trying to remind myself what it was. Well, you just got to put a bit of energy in it. it doesn't yeah. matter what it, you know. So I could just make up a new one. You can make up a new tune. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, maybe I'll make up a new one for next. The week. words always the same. Yeah, always the same. The words. Um, that was like a just. Maybe I'll try and tie it into like Mr. Perfect's music or something. Andy's, and Andy's. 30-week wrestling challenge. Andy's 30-week wrestling challenge. Andy and Andy's 30-week <laughs> wrestling challenge. 
Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I think that worked. That did work, actually, didn't I it? That yeah. worked. Um, maybe we need a, but the, we need a sound effect on the end still. I think. Mm. Um, right. Let's uh, let's dip straight into. Let's try remember what week we're up to. Right. So. We're on to most underrated. Most underrated professional wrestler. Yep. Week number 22. Okay. Most underrated professional wrestler. Um, see, see, we're in a different era now, so I kind of feel that, like, if you asked, say, Dan McGee, he'd say someone like, I don't know, somebody who's kind of, like, all bubbling under on the indies. Do you know what I mean? But, like, we grew up in the era of, like, why wasn't Mr. Perfect ever WWF champion? Why wasn't the British Bulldog ever WWF champion? Well, I think we're talking about... Ever? Well, should we try currently and then historically, maybe? Okay. So we can pick someone from history and someone from... Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if the British Bulldog won the WWF Championship, that would have been huge in this country. Like, they could have sold out SummerSlam the following year with the same angle. Yeah, going for Brett's now the champion. Maybe even Yoko, Bulldog and Yoko. Oh, that would have been good, wouldn't it? That would yeah. He wasn't with WWF at the time. He was in WWF, wasn't I he? I know, but, but still, yeah. But like, I don't like people. I don't think people can even begin to grasp the enormity of a British Bulldog to the UK market. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that people um can really again because it's such a different time we live in, and it's almost like um when we uh, obviously with the Dark Side of the Ring series um. There's a big thing, a big piece on the Montreal screw, screw job, right? Yeah. And the, the, I think one of the, the big pieces of feedback that I see from it is just like, almost like a kind of who cares? Because like, it seems like... Compared to the others, you mean, it's not no, really that well, big of a deal? Yeah, yeah because the, the reality is, so in 1997, yeah. it was a huge deal, Yeah. right? But who was, who was the WWF champion was a huge deal. In 1997, I could have named to you every single WWF champion from the start of WWF champions and who they beat to win the belt like obviously who they beat to win the belt how they beat them and what the event was yeah right but obviously now like everyone gets a go don't they so it's just like it's almost like you're inevitably going to get a uh, a shot at being WWF champion if you're you're anywhere near the upper mid card and in some cases in the mid card (laughs) you know Um, so I think that um, yeah you, you can't you can't comprehend that anyone would have in two in two thousand nineteen, you couldn't comprehend that anyone would have any problems with uh, losing a, a pretend championship belt, but it meant so much more then. And being the champion was actually a big part of who you were. Yeah, you know, and a big part of being a drawing card. Well, yeah, like money was more important back then. Now we now in the era of we've way into the era of guaranteed money. Obviously, everyone, as far as I'm aware, is under guaranteed money in WWE anyway. And uh, but. Back then, it wasn't quite so common. So, like, if you're jobbing left, right, and centre, your value was perceived to go down. There's that famous story. I don't know whether it happened or not, but the story goes around that, like, when Ric Flair lost to Mr. Perfect in the Lose Leave Town match, Ole Anderson said to Ric Flair upon his return to WCW, you've just lost on New York TV. What what good are you to me? Yeah. So, losing and winning was huge then. So, for far to expect Brett to lose in a pay-per-view in his home country, and him saying, oh, I'm Bre- not keen on that. Where Bret Hart was comparable to the, the, to British Bulldog over here. Yeah. You know, like, in terms of he was a national hero. But his whole angle was, I'm a Canadian hero. Yeah. Um, and for at least a second, he was, you know, the <laughs> most popular <laughs> guy in Canada. most famous candidate. <laughs> Which maybe he was. Yeah. For at uh, least a second. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, but that. So I guess the point I'm making is, um, I forget the point I'm making. Well, we talk, oh, we, so we talk about Bulldog okay. and Yoko yeah, so, potentially. Yeah, so the point, yeah, so the point I'm making is, yeah. So you uh, nowadays, one guy doesn't make a difference. There's not been a guy that's made a difference for territory since um, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, I'd say. Yeah. And John Cena, you John Cena, yeah. John Cena. But since John Cena, there's not been a single guy that's made any real difference to the territory. When Roman Reigns was away, um, there wasn't a huge drop, you know. Um, and he's he'd be the guy who would, you'd say, is next in, in line, right? Yeah. But to fathom that the British Bulldog, someone who wasn't a top guy. So what would it, that be akin to, like, nowadays? If you're looking at the WWE roster, because um, British Bulldog wasn't, you know, he was a he was an upper mid card guy, right? Yeah. So you you pick someone from the roster today who's an upper mid card guy, um, Finn Balor. Okay, so take Finn Balor, right? And you say Finn Balor is the key to them is is a national hero, and I'm sure he is somewhat of a, a treasure in Ireland. But like it'd be like saying he's a national hero to WWE's second biggest market, and like he's such a huge star that he's on as we've discussed in our scrapbook episodes. He's a, he's on the front pages of newspapers. He's you know he's on the new uh, like you know on the prime time news. He's you know getting celebrity endorsements. He's you like, bet. He was on you bet. The bulldog. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but do you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and it'd be it's very hard to wrap your head around that. So yeah, British Bulldog, without a doubt, was. Uh, I think he was probably, in terms of penetrating the UK market, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been watching US <coughs> Office. It's oh, okay. Wonderful. It's a gag for anyone. <laughs> but in terms of uh, penetrating the US, uh, the UK market, um, British Bulldog was um, absolutely key. I don't, I don't think, I don't believe with just Hulk Hogan. Yeah. WWE so, so <coughs> the question is underrated. Are we talking? Are we? I mean, they're kind of the same thing to a degree, aren't they? Because wrestling not being built on sincere wins and losses. Are we talking under? Rated or underappreciated, um, I'm not sure. But nevertheless, British Bulldog, most underrated WWF wrestler. And what about currently? <sighs> hmm. Tuffy. Hmm. Shall I have a go? Go on. So, historically... See, I'm struggling with it because I like British Bulldog as an answer. That's a good answer. Yeah. But we like to have conversation. Yeah. Here. Another good so. one, though. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mm, so I appreciate that, but I think he might be under, like, in fact, it's a good shout. Like, when he was in WCW, he did huge, huge numbers. Yeah. And they wrote him off there. Um, He was a big part, obviously, of WrestleMania 1. Hogan could. WrestleMania 5. We doused that guy in a well, fire extinguisher. I never understood that as a kid, that whole angle, but yeah. But, um... Memorable. <laughs> but, uh... Um... Yeah, but I've lost my train of thought now. Well, I just Rowdy I just threw out Rowdy Roddy Piper as a potentially yeah, so, underrated... Uh, so, Rowdy Roddy Piper, he was a... Like, so, yeah, he was obviously... Yeah, so, without... Without Hogan... Like, every great babyface needs a great heel to play off. Yeah. And in the early days of the MTV generation of WWF, Roddy Piper was... 
Why? That's what they call it, don't <laughs> I know, they? I know, Why are you I being know. like that? They call it the MTV generation because, like, that, that's when they got the um, yeah, the music videos. The involved. war to settle the score. Yeah, I believe it was Bloody called. Bloody hell! I just don't even know why I bother these days. <laughs> I just saw the opportunity. It's a great joke. <laughs> um, yeah, he'd be a good shout. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say underrated Glacier. Yeah. Right. Because you're so hyped for AEW this <laughs> I weekend. Think it is. Yeah, we'll probably talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Chat me up on AEW. Um, no. So, Glacier, do you yeah. know why? Go on. Right, so I'm not necessarily suggesting he was good, but I just feel he was such a victim of bad timing, timing yeah. and bad fortune, mm-hmm. right? Um, because he'd obviously been built up for so long, and WCW, they almost lucked into the NWO. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think that... Anyone could have imagined NWO was going to become what it became, but it was almost like if you were watching WCW, because I obviously binge watched um, the uh, Nitro, right, recently on the WWE Network or when when it first came on the WWE Network. I got to about 1998 halfway through and I've given up, but I'm going to try and get back into it because I'm currently reading the Nitro book, which is uh, very good. so far, anyway. Hopefully, it's hopefully it's not like the Nitro <laughs> TV series where it starts good and uh, just uh, drifts off. Um, but uh, from one week, it went from like essentially Dungeon of Doom and all the cartoon characters. Yeah. Snap your fingers, and the next week we're like reality-driven pro wrestling. Okay. And it was just crazy. And it's almost like, and I can, I would guess that WCW didn't realize because, like, obviously, I think NWO could have been even bigger if. Um, so there's a series of nitros after um, after the NWO were formed. That whole summer they were at Disney. Yes. Right? So, like, the crowds weren't as responsive as when they got to the arenas, right? But then at the same time, they're doing this big angle and there's fireworks going off in the background because it's obviously the Disney procession or something. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, um, and, and that famous, that lawn dart dart, Angle, angle, you know, where he threw uh, Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio in, and like the crowd, the live crowd couldn't see that. Um, and I remember actually reading like WCW have ordered a video screen as well, like in what in ninety. Oh really? So if you watch you for that kind of thing. Yeah, for that kind of thing. Oh yeah. uh, right, okay. But like, okay. um, but Disney, um, uh, obviously lent towards the cartoon style of wrestling. Yes. You know, which. Uh, so it's almost like it was a weird transition period, mm, and then that's interesting. And then, thought, yeah. and then Glacier kind of bless his heart, yeah. like he came in like a couple of months into the NWO stuff, I guess. Yeah. And like after all the hype, uh-huh. and he had a cool gimmick as well. And like yeah. if you watch, he really wasn't that bad. But like if you like, but the 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 presentation presentation of him was yeah. just it was just passe by that point. You sure. Know. Well, especially when you got your opposite Hall and Nash. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure we've discussed this before. Where I listened to a podcast with him, maybe with Sean Mooney, or maybe it was um, Robbie E used to do one. Maybe it was that called Why It Ended. And uh, I'm sure the story goes there. Him and Canyon and whoever was going to do these sort of Mortal Kombat inspired characters. The one, right. They're all watching the pay view together where the NWO joined and Canyon or someone said, I think we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, never really got but off the ground, did it? Yeah, but that was it. Yeah. And, it was, and that was almost one of those things where they've been playing... And, like, the vignettes, I've never seen a debut as... Go- like, you know when you used to play the vignettes for, for wrestlers? Yeah. So, like, it always used to be, like... It seemed like forever, but in reality, it's probably four to six weeks, right? Yeah. Of build-up. And yes. as you say, like, if you watch Superstars, every week there's a new character being yeah, introduced, yeah. right? Um, but, like, um, the Glacier promos 
I swear, went on for months. Right. Right, before he debuted. Uh-huh. And, um, and it's almost like they were like, we spent so much money on this costume, so much money on this production, yeah. that we kind of have to stick with it. Yeah. And then, of course, you then knew that the second it didn't get over, like, it was only a matter of time before they're like, it's no longer going to snow. You just can't, you can have the lasers, but we're, <laughs> we're not spending we the, money the, the money on the money snow for the anymore. Snow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, so we was doomed before we started. So We've as, got to spend that result, money on getting Hulk Hogan's <laughs> Jimi Hendrix theme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so as a result, I'm going to say Glacier was uh, very underrated. Okay. Um, bless him. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, but I just think he would have had half a chance. Yeah. If it was. Uh, well, like, you know, I've never met him, but like, you know, Cody Rhodes seems to love him. So like, there must be something. It must be a really good guy. But I know? think almost now, like he he could use that gimmick to get over in a nostalgia kind of yeah, you know that kind of way. Yeah. But, um. But yeah, like almost like a almost like a PCO type character. Mm. You know, like a yeah. PCO's obviously reinvented himself, but a big part of PCO's aura and mystique is the fact that it's a Quebecer yeah. from years ago. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I know he's like obviously there's a lot more to it. I'm really bastardizing and simplifying it down but like uh, no I get it yeah I'd I'd be amazed I'd be amazed to know how many people I think far less people um, a a lot more people know now because he's a bigger name now doing the thing with Marty and in Ring of Honor and everything but like when people first saw the Walter versus PCO I I bet half of them didn't even appreciate he was Oh, I'm sure. A former didn't. WWF Tag I'm Team sure, Champion. I'm absolutely like, convinced who's this old and, like a, and I think that um, this old Canadian. But yeah. I think that a lot of people don't. I think a lot of people. There's a lot of wrestling fans because obviously we liked wrestling forever, and we just assume that everyone's like wrestling forever. But when you talk to people at wrestling school, when did you get into wrestling? Like some people are like, oh, so we've got a girl who's, who trains with us at the moment. She got into wrestling because. Um, Ronda Rousey got into wrestling. Yeah. So she's essentially been a wrestling fan for two years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But we can't, we don't think like that. You know, we think that everyone's been around. Yeah. Like when we're like, you know, like we do stuff like assume that everyone knows who Bret Hart is. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? And obviously you should do if you get into a wrestling school, but it's amazing the amount of people that don't. Yeah. Right? So I think that there's there's a lot of people. So, um, yeah, I think this might be the first. Glacier will be... uh, being introduced to a new, a new audience for the first time. Yeah, everyone might just think he's a new character. And also, a lot of people will pretend they know who he is as well. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's cool to pretend uh-huh. you know, but then if you ask, the, you know, if you were to ask real questions, you mm-hmm. wouldn't get any real answers. Sure. Um, current modern day underrated, I'd say Daniel Bryan, still. Yeah? Yep, absolutely. Okay. I, think he, I, think he's a, I think he's rated and appreciated, actually. Um, so, my argument is, and again, it's a... I, so my main argument is he is um, so obviously he's he's been WWE champion, but like when he came back from uh, from his concussion. So first of all, when he became after he got given the ball and became WWE champion, his program was with Kane, right? Yeah. And then his plan was to lose to, the Brock. S- to Brock, but the same way that Cena was. Was it Cena who got demolished by him? Yeah, th- <coughs> I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <coughs> yes, it was. Um, was it? Was he supposed to? That was going to be Daniel Bryan. But in yeah. like that role, that same yeah, like same role, just like a little exact squash. same, exact really, yeah. same role. Yeah. yeah, I guess Brock had um, just beaten the streak of the Undertaker, and he was going on a huge tear. Yeah, but Daniel Bryan is like, I would, I would say Daniel Bryan's the best wrestler in the world. Have they wrestled each other? I think they have now. Uh, they, they have now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, but it was just a random match because it was like going to be AJ Styles versus Brock again. And they switched it to Daniel Bryan. Oh, Daniel Bryan turned heel, didn't he? And yeah. But no, well, Daniel Bryan turned heel, but that wasn't why they did the match. Daniel Bryan turned heel and then worked the match as babyface, and then the following week was a heel again. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Showed you what your product. Well, it was a long time ago. No. It wasn't. It was literally a few months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and Daniel Bryan. So, like, for me, Daniel Bryan, the most beloved wrestler, right? He comes back and he should have, like, Daniel Bryan could have been a real difference maker for WWE. Like, literally turned the whole thing around. And he's someone who can talk. He can articulate to, to the educated individual who's not a wrestling fan. Yep. He can articulate his love for professional wrestling, why he does it. Um, you know, he's also got such an inspirational story. And I don't know how anyone can watch any of his, you know, his uh, his retirement promo and his comeback promo and watch a documentary on the WWE Network, how you can watch any of that stuff and, and not be moved by it. He could have been like he like the the real the real great hope you know this guy yeah. because especially because he's not like your traditional guy in terms of like you know he's not a big guy he's an everyman you know sure. he's he could be like the modern day version of a stone cold steve austin I, and i don't mean that in the terms of like you know flipping off your boss because again in 97 98 99 that was a it was obviously WWF attitude, and that's what it was. It was the attitude of the era at the time, and now we're a lot more PC. But Daniel Bryan, he's he's the modern, he's the every man, isn't he? He yeah. really is, and I think that they could have capitalised on that, and they didn't, which is why he was left with no option but to turn heel because he was almost treading water as a babyface when he should have been the number one babyface. And a testament to how good he is is how he managed to get himself booed so heavily. Yeah, you know. Um, <coughs> well, I guess he's yeah, he's just yeah. Okay, all right. So I so uh, so we all appreciate Daniel Bryan's good. Yeah, everyone appreciates his good. And I'm sure Vince McMahon will say, "Oh, he's a good kid. He's a good like you know. Yeah. He's good. He's popular. Whatever. Uh-huh. Right. I'm sure they still think they're responsible for the yes movement <laughs> and whatever. Sure. I'm sure they've convinced themselves that that's uh, they programmed that. Yeah, yeah. But like um, but he's he's entirely a hundred percent responsible for it himself. And uh, and and like I say, like he's good. But I don't think people give him credit for how good he is. I think he's the absolute best. So that's why Daniel Bryan is my most You're underrated. You're most underrated. Wrestling. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm trying to quickly think of someone. The first name that pops into my head is uh, Big E. You like Big E. I do, yeah. Yeah. He would have been my choice instead of Kofi, Kofi. for the, yeah. the championship spot. Yeah, he's got a good, good personality, isn't he? And yeah. Yeah. Who's Big E? He's injured at the moment, isn't he? He just come back. Is he? Yeah, Tuesday SmackDown. Oh, what to wrestle? Well, they announced it as his wrestling comeback, but he got laid out backstage. Oh, did he? So I don't know if I don't know how much he's working shoot, brother. But mm, sounds like it's been a mark. Um, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, I'll go with Big E, but I'm sure if I had a little bit longer to think about it. But that's what's so good about the 30 week wrestling challenge because it puts us on the spot, and sometimes Absolutely. your true feelings come out. Yeah. Like I wish Big E get a push. Yeah. Yeah. Biggie, Biggie going heel on the new day, I think, would have been tremendous. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I also but maybe, but maybe new day, new day, just life as a, as an act. But you know? I think, yeah, I think as an act, they're great, and I think, I think there's, I w- to me, Kofi and uh, and uh, Xavier Woods, I think that they are a perfect little tag team, and Biggie's yeah. a perfect singles. Biggie's the singles guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I'll stick with Biggie. I'm sure I'll kick myself when I th- think, oh, I should have picked. Bray Wyatt or whatever. Um, so, should we talk some... What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about... We need to talk... There's quite a lot of stuff we need to talk about, really. So yeah, we need like to talk about the fact it's my birthday. Oh, yeah, what did you do for that? Uh, went out to Pizza Express. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, did. You used your Tesco Club Card vouchers, did you? No, nah, saving them for trying to eventually tie that up to use them on a holiday. 
Because, mm. you know, you can get he's like three about or four the, times the vouchers. He's thinking about the big picture here. You yeah. get four times on food day, don't you? No, nah, three times now. Oh, three, it's gone yeah, down. Yeah, they brought it down, I, th- I believe, yeah. And the big stitch up as well is obviously it doesn't include drinks. Um, no, right. So, uh, and the drinks in Pizza Express are well expensive. Well, I got a taste card. So we went to Wildwood in Whiteley for lunch. Saved about £21 there. Something called a steak sandwich, which was recommended to me. Disgusting. It was like a Subway. I had something called a steak sandwich. Well, it's, a, it's a dish that you oh may no. not have heard of before. <laughs> There's like a Philly cheese steak sandwich. It's yeah, obviously Philly American, isn't steak. it? Yeah, I've heard of that. Lovely. I know what they... Nah, it's just like little slices of beef you get in Subway. Yeah, with a bit of a... They, Subway do that exact same sub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like sub. 16 quid or so. Um, but yeah, so I used my taste card for that and then me and the family all went out. Cousin, not cousins, nephews, nieces, kids, all that went out in the evening to Pizza Express. I hope you were paid for. I paid for the lunch, obviously, and then my ma and pa treated everyone. Ma and pa, is that what we're calling them now? <laughs> yeah. Is it? yeah, yeah, the matriarch and patriarch <laughs> of the Simmons family. That's what they called the heart. Yeah, <laughs> stew. Yeah. So yeah, so you had a lovely birthday. Yeah. Pleased to hear it. Yeah. Many happy returns. How old are you? Fifty-three, right? Fifty-four. Well, the co- they brought the cake over. Uh, well, mum surprised me with a cake, and the candles were like back to front. It looked like I said 53. Yeah, 53, yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm not. I'm actually 35. Uh, and I asked my wife for one thing for my birthday. One thing. She said, what do you want for your birthday? I said, nothing. She said, please tell me what you'd like. An easy life. <laughs> no? <laughs> Just be nice to me. An NWO t-shirt. And did you get it? No. <laughs> So she's, she's told me it's in the post. I'm not convinced, but <laughs> she's trying to work out how to use it. Probably. Do you want me to just send her a Facebook uh, <laughs> message just with a link? I've done that already. I've already oh, really? done that. Yeah, she told me, she, she says, and I will take her word for it in case you're listening, my darling, beautiful wife, I do love you. She said that she ordered a large and then she said to me, what t-shirt size are you? I said, oh, either a medium or a large. And she said, oh, okay. And then she since told me, she said, oh, I spoke to him and tried to get the order changed to a medium. So, but you said medium or large, so yeah. Large is fine. Oh, but she got me one of those WWF T-shirts, which is sorry, it's it's like the panda with the chair, and it's got the WWF, you know, the World Wildfire Fund, yeah. Right, yeah. So she got one of those, uh, and then that came large, and that is massive. So then she was panicking, thinking, "Oh God, maybe I've ordered the wrong size." Mm. So fingers crossed, it might even turn up today. Like, well, let's hope so. Yeah, we'll all be looking at our Instagram feeds nervously. Say, yeah. yeah, I've never had like a black and white NWO T-shirt. And initially, I, I wanted a wanted a WCW one, like from like wrestling for sale, or you know these rare T-shirt shops that yeah. pop up. But beggars can't be choosers, can yeah, they? Yeah, I so. got one. Um, Orlando WrestleMania. Yeah, from a Hulk Hogan shop. Oh, did you? Yeah. 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 I'd like to think it's a bootleg. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> all proceeds go to Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I didn't know there's any difference between the NWO Japan one as well because I'm quite fascinated I by think that. It's at the exactly moment. the same. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's it. My it's birthday. A shame that, it's a shame that uh, <laughs> I, uh, that that I didn't have a New Japan TV T-shirt deal then, isn't it? Oh god, you'd have made a lot of money yeah. then. Yeah. Official distributor of NW. You couldn't get an NWO T-shirt in this country, could you? No. Probably not. Obviously, no, WF had there was, teams, a, there was a shop that um, I'm sure I've told you about it. People used to travel the breadth of the country to go to this shop. I forget what it was called. In South End. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they were like the first shop to do wrestling shirts. They used to import them all. And I've told you a story right about when I went to get the... Well, I don't know if I've told the listeners a story. So I saved up my money. So quite expensive. And I saved up my money to get an Austin 316 shirt. Cool, yeah. And I went into the shop. And I don't know if it was my mum or my sister or someone else. 
or just me in my stupid head, which is like, oh, everyone's got an Austin 316 shirt. Why don't you get this one? Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I got like yeah. a, I can't even remember what the shirt was. Like a, it, was like, it said like 100% pure whip ass or something. <laughs> pure whip ass. That uh, is you, isn't it? It had like Stone Cold Steve Austin's eyes on or something. Okay. But I was just like, oh. <laughs> but then like every time <laughs> yeah. I was like pleased with it because like everyone at school said, like, oh my God, where did you get that from? But yeah. like, uh-huh. you know, hindsight tells you Austin 316 is the cool, Yeah, right? the reason why that's the mm. most popular one. Because it's the best one. I also got the dog tags as well. Oh, did you? dog cool. tags. But I didn't like when I walked, they clinked together. <laughs> okay, yeah. So um, I blue tacked them together. So it was <laughs> oh, like a, No, but you it just looked like a... <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So you, uh-huh. you, so you blue yeah, back it. to yeah, back yeah. together. So uh-huh. it looks like a double-sided thing. Yeah. Don't get that noise. Also varnished it so it was super shiny. Or just don't wear them. Because I got but some... I was a kid. I got some DX dog tags. And I think I had a diesel stand-up. I got it from the clearance section of event merchandising, which I was hoping Martin might have had some spares. It was quite tall, and I think I put my DX Dodd tags on that. Because oh, I was nice. like, oh, Diesel and DX would have been well cool. <laughs> yeah, that was probably my thinking. Dare I say he would have been in DX if he'd stayed in the, yeah. in the Fed. Yeah. But would DX have even been a thing if he hadn't? Unlikely. Gone, you know, the butterfly effect, eh? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, cool. So, um, you haven't had a birthday. Have you been up to much? Um... So we're going to talk a little bit about we've we've got long here, haven't we? Thirty six minutes in. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about the epic encounter. Yep. Um. So that was obviously a big, big week in my life. Um. And what else have I been up to? Um. I've got a new favorite TV show. The Office. The Jungle Book cartoon. It's mine and Calvin's favorite. Oh, he likes that, does he? Yeah. Yeah, we watch it. Okay. We're about thirty episodes in. <laughs> Oh, it's an actual cartoon cartoon. Yeah, cartoon, the Jungle Book. Right, okay. It's really good. Yeah. Like, sometimes he loses interest, and I'm like, oh, Oh, no, we need to see what happens next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You've been looking after my boy. Cool. Oh, we went to the zoo on, uh, oh, so Epic Encounter Week, and after that, so I went to the zoo Thursday and Friday. This is a good story, right? So, like, um, I, uh, I had booked in, so for Mother's Day, I booked... A trip to Marwell Zoo, but Marwell Zoo's got a hotel attached to it. So I was just yeah. like, oh, I'll get us a hotel. Um, Spend some needless seems, money. Yeah, but it yeah. makes it seem like a, more of uh, a... More of an extravagant it, gift, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but yeah, here's two it. tickets to the zoo. Yeah. Right? Um, so we've got the hotel and it comes with two tickets to the zoo. Right? So I just booked it, printed off a voucher, put it in a card, gave it to Haley from Calvin, even though I paid for it. Yeah. But, you know... Um, you know what you got to do. Calvin Take out his inheritance. Calvin took, yeah, I will. <laughs> Calvin, Calvin took the credit for it. Um, so, um, so yeah, like a, and I just gave it to Haley, right? Now I couldn't remember when it was, but I knew it was a week after that Epic Encounter, right? But I just knew that Haley would have it sorted anyway. And there was confusion added because they said to them, they, I remember when we were on the phone, they were like, "Oh, you can use the, the tickets to the zoo on whatever day." So, like, obviously, check-ins at three o'clock. Um, one day, check out the next day is like at 11 a.m., right? Okay. So, um, you know, so you can come, but you can come if you want, you can come at 10 a.m. the day you check in, pick up your tickets, and then when you're finished at the zoo, come and check in. Or, you can turn up at three o'clock, stay overnight, and use your tickets the next morning. Right? Oh, so it's only for one so admission to the park? One admission to the... Oh, because I was going to say to you, because Marvel Zoo's not that big, so like... No, so you to get do one it over day's two admission, days would be a bit much. One day's admission to the zoo. Yeah, uh, okay, okay. All right, yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, one day's admission to the zoo, and the stay at, stay at the hotel. So, anyway, Haley then 
she's gone back to work this week and uh she had a meet she was supposed to have a meeting on Thursday last week to uh um like a welcome back meeting or whatever. Um and then she's like, Oh no, we can't. That's when we're going to the zoo. Like, okay, cool, whatever. Yep. Right. I've still not checked anything. Um we were planned to go to the zoo early on Thursday morning and then stay at the thing overnight and then come back for Friday. So, um, you know, I could get back about Friday lunchtime so I could, you know, do some work and stuff. And, um, but Calvin slept in. Like, so he, like, so he had his morning nap. And, like, sometimes he'll have his, if he gets up at six, sometimes he'll have his morning nap at, like, seven and wake up at eight or sometimes eight, wake up at nine. But on this particular day, I don't remember what time he went to bed, but he didn't wake up till, like, midday. Oh, so, no. like, um, so it was like it's kind of like oh it's too late to go to the zoo today so but we were we'll go to the hotel but we went to via like a like marwell like a soft play center okay thing. i didn't know there's one um though. it's about five minutes from the zoo but yeah like it's called marwell something right right um which was actually really good a lot of fun playing that more money and then uh yeah, but it's not like you only pay for the kid, don't you? So, I do, okay. And like, and I get to have a little play as well. So yeah. jokes on them, really, isn't it? So yeah, um, beating the system. So yeah, and uh, so go go to there. So fun, right? Have some food at their cafe. Then that's where they get you back the food at the cafe. Yeah. Um, and then we go to Marwell Zoo, and as we're pulling into the hotel car park, maybe a couple of minutes away from the car park. I'm like, I say to Haley jokingly, I hope you got the right day. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Haley's like, well, it is. It's what you gave to me, isn't it? Like, you know, like, you, sh- you, sh- you sh- did you not check? And I was like, well, no, because you told me that this is when we were going to the zoo. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, well, I knew it was this week, but I don't know for sure that it's now. Uh-huh. Right. I said, I've just taken your word for it. And the funny thing is, they actually sent an email a couple of days before saying, about your trip to, you know, your check-in. So I knew it was definitely that week, you know, because they said, yeah. like a, you know, things to know before you check in or whatever. So, so you were, so you were, so you were hoping you'd go to the hotel that night and then go to the zoo the following day. No, well, yeah, that, the and original. So the original idea was to go to the zoo that morning. Yeah. Go check into the hotel but that Calvin night. Calvin overslept, and then yeah. Calvin overslept. Yeah. So we went to the play centre first. Yeah. Went to check into the hotel, and then we were going to go to the zoo the following day. Okay. Um, and. Uh, <coughs> And at this point, I'm like, uh, let me just check. <coughs> Excuse me, when was it you text me? <laughs> so, I text you um, as I was like, so, so I checked, so I checked, and it was like, your reservation for Friday, the whatever the date was, <laughs> and we were there on Thursday, <laughs> right? So, I text you as we parked in the car park, but like quite far away from the hotel <laughs> reception, yeah. and I was like, just let me go inside and sort it out. Did you, had you told Haley what, right. what you done? Oh, so sorry. Yeah, so I said to Haley, I was like, oh, we've come the wrong day. Yeah. I think she thought I was joking, right? <laughs> and I was like, we're supposed to come tomorrow. We're supposed to check in tomorrow, not today. Yeah. And she's like, no, you're joking, right? And I was like, no, I'm being deadly serious. Look, it says Friday the whatever. <laughs> she still didn't believe me. And I think as it kind of went on and on, I was like, no, seriously. She's like, well, what are we going to do? And I was like, well, let me go inside and see if I can sort it out. Yeah. And she's like, we'll come with you. And I'm like, no, just please let me go <laughs> inside because I just wanted to, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I was like, don't worry about it. We'll sort it out. We'll sort it out. So, um, 
yeah, I texted you on the walk of shame from mm. the car to uh, the reception of the hotel desk. And then, like, I was waiting at the hotel. And then following messages as there was someone in front of me at the hotel reception and that's when I was like oh my god oh my god <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm gonna get in so much trouble so you were hoping to either change the booking or just book another day um I was hoping to book into that hotel for yeah yeah but day. I mean like you were gonna you were either say oh listen we've come the wrong day can yeah. I can I can I have tonight yeah or have you got I had no intention of staying on the Friday like, I was yeah. gonna and like uh yeah, I guess I was just resigned myself to the fact that in life sometimes you make mistakes and sometimes mistakes cost you a lot of money. So yeah. I was just going to, if I had to, foot sure. the bill. And if they didn't have any rooms, then we were going to have to find a nearby local hotel. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't live a million miles away, really. Yeah, but we would have had to stay. It ruined the experience. Yeah, really. I don't mean, because yeah. otherwise, well, otherwise, like the zoo, when would we go to a zoo? Well, you just go the following day. Well, yeah, but like if we'd gone home. You'd have gone home. And then Calvin yeah. slept in again, then, yeah, okay. you know, risks... Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I was just like, oh, have you got any uh, <laughs> hotel rooms available today? She's like, yes, 14. I was like, oh, phew. Yeah. And then, basically, I just smiled very nicely and explained, oh, and it took so long for the person in front of me to be seen that by this point, Hayley was there with Calvin and sat him on the reception oh, desk. No. <laughs> but, like, all turned out well in the end. Yeah. So. so, did it, no one use that hotel room on the Friday? No, they checked. They they very kindly changed my booking oh, from they the did, Friday they? to oh, the Thursday okay, fair enough, no yeah. charge. Cool. So very thank you to the people at the Marwell Zoo Hotel. Yeah. Unfortunately, the zoo itself was a bit of a letdown the next day. We've been before, not with Calvin, but we went um, before he was born. And um, and it was great. But like on this day, it was a bit overcast and all the animals were just like, oh, we're just going to sleep indoors. Yeah. Didn't really see any animals. Oh, so, that's a shame. Yeah. yeah. But there you go. When I went there, I saw Katie Piper. Oh, do you know who she is? No. She's the blonde lady. I think she's a model. I believe her boyfriend threw acid on her or something like. She was in Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, I, d- I vaguely yeah. know that story. I mean, she's still gorgeous, but she's quite scarred up. But yeah, she looked... I was like... Lindsay was like, oh my God. And I believe it's the same day she was announced for Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, she's <laughs> from Andover. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and Lindsay was like, that's Katie Piper. I was like, whoa, you know who she is? And then, yeah, then she told me she was famous. Like an actress or a model, I believe. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Never saw anyone famous, I'm afraid. No. Oh, unlucky. One time at Cobham Services, I saw Stephanie Nala from the X Factor. Who? <laughs> it, was, it, was when, it was when that season's X Factor was on. Okay. Do you remember when we saw Lionel Blair? Her? Yeah, I do. Thank you, boys. Oh, he was overjoyed, wasn't he? We just re- to be recognised. Yeah. The worst thing is, like, camera phones weren't a thing. But I reckon he probably gets recognised a lot. I think he was just quite impressed at a bunch of young lads. Because <laughs> yeah. Aide Vansom was the one who said it. Do you remember? Yeah. Lionel. He's like, Lionel. He's like, that's Lionel Blair. Yeah, the Bishop Stortford Services. Mm. Yeah. Maybe we should... 2005, we were doing should a show for Sam Nee. Should we take a drive down there? Oh, that was a funny <laughs> Take a drive down there now and just wait. <laughs> See if he pops in again. Yeah. Was that Steve Linsky versus Ricky Knight in a boxing match? No, I don't no? think it was. Okay. <laughs> that was a thing. I'd have loved it? to have seen that because um, Ricky Knight would have annihilated Linsky. <laughs> I'd the, say that. I don't know. But. That was a show. Wasn't that the show where you, it was you, Hayd Vanson, and someone else bash. In a tri- and Bash in a triple threat match? I've, po- quite possibly, yeah. Takely yeah. Silver Jubilee Hall. Yeah, he still runs that. I know. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he moved to Norwich, didn't he? And he's moved back, so he's HEW, Hearts and Essex Wrestling. There you go. Cool. All right, let's talk about it. Let's do Epic Encounter. What gossip have we got? Well, it was epic. <laughs> Hang on. So it was epic. It was epic. Yeah. It was, it, the clue was in the title, wasn't it? 
I had an ex-girlfriend used to say it all the time. It's got my That's gonna be epic. Oh, it's gonna be oh not not nothing to do with wrestling. Just like oh, we could do that. It'd be epic. Yeah, okay. Do you know what I mean? She's like twenty-five. She wasn't like Vicky. No, it wasn't. It was Bo. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she was a nice girl. Yeah. We, made, we went mad <laughs> at me once because I was like, "What is in B O? That's your name, Bo." <laughs> and then I, I remember I was drunk actually, and uh, was that the night you met her? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. She fell in love with me the day we, we went on our first date. And you fell in love with her the day she split up with you, right? Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. No. But everything works out for a reason. I met Lindsay a few months later and there we are. A few months later? Got Finley. No, it was only yeah. six. It wasn't, it was 2012. No, because I was still at university when you were with Bo, right? No, I, yeah. well, 2011. Was, I spoke with Vicky in 2011. I met Bo a few weeks later. Oh, I thought Bo was before. No, no, Kelly was before. Before then, Vicky. Oh, I must be thinking about... I went about to a big string of girlfriends, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Hated them all. Until I met the one I married, so... Which is funny, because, it, like, we'd never see you when you had a girlfriend. Yeah. Unless and I wrestled. I still wrestled. Then, yeah, yeah, but if it wasn't for wrestling, you would have... Yeah. Not... Yeah. You know, you'd have fallen off the face of the earth. Well, wrestling was my... Do you mind if I go out? <laughs> 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 um, so, Epic Encounter... It was a good show. <coughs> I remember coming after the show being like, that was a bloody good show. Yeah, and you don't often say that, do you? Well, no, I don't, I don't ever not say it, but sometimes any any wrestling show I'm talking about, not just Rev Pro before you get on me. Unbelievable. <coughs> Some shows can be a little bit like, oh. Okay. But that wasn't. Like, that was bang. Every, nobody, nobody, nobody was selfish. Because that's the problem, is the wrestlers are selfish. They go on and on and on and on and on. So, uh, here's my uh, 411 on the Epic Encounter. You got some notes? No. Oh, okay. I was just looking to see if the website's updated, and it has. Have we got a new website up? Yeah, revolutionprowrestling.com, yeah. Oh, is it? It took a little while to transfer over. I thought you'd have done a bit of a... No, because uh, basically it takes a little while to transfer over. So, like, I've... So, so, like, uh, it's been up. Yeah. But, like, if you clicked, if you used the link... Like for example, on my four G, yeah, the, it was working. Okay. But then on my Wi Fi, it was coming up as um, the old website still. So there's just a crossover period. Oh, I so thought you'd have done a bit of a. <coughs> Once again, <laughs> you can't you can't be like there's a new website when there's not a new website. Okay. So like, do you want me to check my phone quick? Well, you can check your phone, but okay. I'm sure it's. I think it's updated now. Okay. But like, it it can take up to forty eight hours to properly embed. Right. Um. So Revolution Pro Wrestling. Dot com. Yeah. Is that the new site? Oh, yeah. Epic Encounter on rpwondemand.com. There you go. We're not yeah. going to talk about it. Just go watch it. Um, yeah. <laughs> End of. Yeah. Um, let's try and be brief. So, Epic Encounter, it was an interesting event in many ways. Um, so, we, the event itself was uh, built around um, two big matches, tag team championships and... Um, Cruiserweight championship. Cruiserweight championship, yeah. Um, and cool. I don't even know where to begin because it was. It feels like even though it was like only two weeks ago, was it two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks two ago. Weeks yeah. Today. Yeah. But it feels like it was a lifetime ago. Ago. It was. It's weird. Yeah. Um. So like, uh, I think the last couple of months, or even, I don't know. Someone, I, I remember someone commented saying something saying like, uh, why 
aren't there more matches announced? Yeah. <laughs> and I, like the Q&A, and I wrote, the business of running the business is the reason why. Um, because I've been so bogged down in running the professional wrestling business. Like, unfortunately, I always say to people, um, the, the, the biggest downside of being, of, of having this as a full-time living and, um, and, and being able to work in the wrestling business every single day, the biggest downside about it is you get less, is it becomes real and you have less time to do the things you enjoy and you have to spend more time doing the stuff you don't enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> like the paperwork and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the accounts and the, the website <laughs> and the, the website, for example. Yeah. And just stuff like that. Um, but, um, and, and unfortunately you have to make decisions. So, um, Again, this is another story for another day, really, and maybe we can, you know, touch upon it in the in the future. Um, but you know, I'm kind of in a position at the moment where we need to get someone in to join us in the office. Um, but who that person is or where we even start, I've got no idea. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, um, you, here you need to go, zip recruiter. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I, what code can I use to get? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so I find myself having to do a lot of... You ever tried Bluetooth? <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, go on. But uh, I... Uh, yeah, so it's just... just it's, unfortunately, is you know, you, you have to make decisions. You have to... It has to be like, you know... And I know it's like, oh, well, announcing a match takes a second, but sometimes um, there's... If there's a moving part then you can't announce part A till part B is confirmed. And then yeah. by the time you've done that, then you're organizing something else. So sometimes it's a lot more difficult than it, it makes out. And I felt that there was, um, uh, with this show as well, I felt there was a huge interest in the top two matches. Um, so that's what we were kind of, you know, promoting and pushing. Um, mm -hmm. Now, um, essentially, I mean, I have. Uh, I don't know where, what order we should do this. So, like, um, I guess, have you got any questions? Are we? <laughs> what about like, every well, no. Like about, I don't know. Like, it'd just be easier because I like I can dart all over the place. But I just think if you. Well, I thought it was a big step in the right direction for Revolution Pro Wrestling as a promotion, as a as a wrestling company, um, on the rise. That you did some promo videos for it between David Starr and El Fantasma. Yeah. And that's something you used to do a long time ago. Yeah. And you if haven't... you look at, yeah, so I think if you look at the, if you look at the RevPro YouTube channel and a lot of this dates back to YPW stuff as yeah. well. Like I used to make a lot of promo videos myself. Um, and, and I, I look back and some of them, I look back at them now and they hold up in fact, most of them hold up to this day, yeah. right? And I think, and it makes me like, oh, I'd like to watch that match, you know? And like, oh, that was a good build and, yeah. and whatever. And I think that um, one of the big, uh, and that's one an example of one of the things that I no longer have the time to do because it's kind of time consuming. But when it was like, you know, you're only promoting one show every couple of months and, yeah. you know, and my job was being a student or working at a bar or whatever, yeah. you know, you, ha you have a lot more time and to a lot, do that. A lot can be said and I mean this with all the love in the world for being married. There's a lot of responsibility going into being a husband and a father. There is. So so much like the way of my eBay business, when I started that, uh, I, uh, I tried to explain to someone the other day, like, I really thought, I was like, oh my God, this could be massive. 
Like, I don't want to be like the amount of money that was coming in, but like it was doing really, really well. And then I met Lindsay six months late, eight months later. And then obviously I took Finley on as as mine. And, uh, you know, he's my stepson, who I love like a son. And uh, so, yeah, it just some things just take a back seat and then they kind of suffer a bit. And it's and as much as you want it to be the priority in your life, it's no way. As much as you want it to be the priority 100 percent of the time. Sometimes it becomes a priority 55% of the time. Yeah, and I, but then add, add to that then the demands of a growing business. Yeah. So, like, sure. You know, so all of a sudden you have books to keep. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, <coughs> like real, more real world stuff. Yeah, real world stuff. Yeah. All of a sudden you're, yeah. you know, so you're, you're now having to think, like, oh, so like, just as a, for argument's sake, right? So I'm VAT registered. And again, this is another story we can talk about another time. Yeah. But, um, but back in the day, if you gave me £10 for a ticket, I would keep £10 of that money. Yeah. Right? But becoming VAT registered, I now lose 20% of any income, profit or loss. You would only have to pay tax on it if it was profit back in the day. Because yep. I wasn't VAT registered because I wasn't turning over enough money. Yeah. Right? So, yes, it's great that I'm turning over enough money to become VAT registered. But now, as a result of being VAT registered, and I have been for years now, but like uh, I started off on a flat rate scheme and then it's gone to um, a full you know, the full whack now. The flat rate scheme just means you can't claim back VAT, but like wrestling, the way it's positioned, um, there's not much which is vatable on a professional wrestling show. Um, so so now, essentially, if someone gives me £10 for a ticket, I personally get £8 and the taxman gets £2. Supposing there's profit in that, I'll lose 20% of that £8. Yeah, so another, right? another £1.60. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, so there's a, there's an example of so now all of a sudden you're having to worry about that like balancing those books right but then at the same time the cost of everything else has gone up so then you you know so you yeah, yeah. and then you're finding new revenue streams and you know and always working on the next project because uh, I I'm so uh, my things are, I always want to move forwards and then like you know something will happen like you'll have your plans mapped out for a year then you lose all your guys to WWE UK and just <laughs> when you think you yeah. just but just when you think you got over that yeah. they then sign another bunch of guys. You know, so then you're worrying about that, and you know, so there's all these different aspects. So it's not like um, it's not like uh, like oh, suddenly making a video is no longer a priority. It's now making a video used to be one of the only five things I had to do, but now I have to do 25 things plus all my other real life responsibilities yep. of being a husband and dad, etc. So um, so yeah, so you can, it can just be hard, and at times it's um, it kind of wears you down, and I guess that kind of it segues nicely into like I've kind of um and this may be I I feel like the show itself was a a, a very positive step as you say for uh, a promotion like it, it felt like a a turn not a t- I don't want to say a turning point um but it felt like a a fresh chapter um or the first time we've been able to um first time in a long time where we've been able to um. <sighs> display to a mainstream or when I say a mainstream audience, <laughs> I know, you know what I mean. Yeah, like a, to a, a bigger, a bigger audience, yeah. what we're all about. Because uh-huh. for me, like a, uh, so I've taken myself away from reading reviews and listening to reviews of shows um, and reading reviews on the internet and looking at people complaining about revolution pro wrestling. So one of the pros about it is it's wonderful for my mental health. Mike, I think it was real real negative uh, a real negative influence on my life was um seeing people write horrible stuff about 
something I've put my life into and something that, you know, I've put 110% into. Yep. People knew, and I, again, I, it's everyone's prerogative to say what they want, which is absolutely fine, but I personally can't deal with reading that stuff. Yep. So I had to take myself away from all of that negativity. Sure. Um, and of course, a lot of it happened around... Um, but you're saying that you're saying all that negativity, we have touched on this before, and a sp- Mm, I, no, I'm not going to go down that path. But uh, there's also a lot of positive. Do you know what I mean? Oh, a lot yeah, of people no, enjoyed so, it as yeah, well. Yeah, don't get so. me wrong. So, like, so again, I'm not slagging anyone off, and I'm not saying that. And again, oh, no, I didn't say you were. And, and, and I'm not saying there's no positivity. But what I'm saying, I guess, is one piece of negative. I could have a hundred people say something nice about me. Yeah. One person says something bad, and that affects me so much worse than a hundred people Course. saying something nice about me. Right. Yeah. And it affects me in a bad way. When and so I took myself away from all of that stuff. You know, um, and a lot of it was around. Um, there was a lot of negativity around the Pack and Osprey show because of the finish of the match, and uh, and I, and, it, and I understand why people were frustrated with that. But I thought people would look at it in a bigger picture thing, in the sense of it's part of a story. Um, and I understand how some people would be disappointed by that show. Um, and I look at that show, and I'm like. To me, I enjoyed the show. I thought the show was very good. I thought Pack and Osprey was exceptional. Um, and I think that if the um, the tag team match with uh, CCK and Aussie Open had delivered like their prior match had done, um, then I think that it would have uh, the sh- the show would have been a blow away success. But it's just funny how that one match and one finish then lead to people being like, "Oh, that wasn't." such a good show or whatever have you yeah and um and I, and I used to see comments and again I appreciate again it's just a minority of people but when I'm reading comments about Rev Pro having a real bad year this year um it kind of gets to you right but the reality of the situation is especially because this year for me has been really a year of rebuilding and um and I felt that we were kind of on the cusp and verge of something and um you know that your call show, we needed Pack and Osprey. We needed that main event. We needed that attention. Um, and it's just unfortunate that, again, we di- it didn't. Um, you know, it, it, it. In some respects, it's almost like you you can say like, well, would you rather we not put that match on? Like, because I for one know, but I'm I feel like a much better wrestling fan having seen Pack and Will Osprey wrestle. Yeah. You know, um, so. Um, so yeah, and I think that this—I don't know—it's it's, it's subjective. It's pro wrestling, um, but I felt we were do—we've been doing good business everywhere we've gone this year. We've had one show which hasn't drawn very well out of all the shows we put on this year, and this has been our busiest schedule. What we've done—we've um, introduced new stars. Um, We've—I think we're on the verge of creating some superstars. Um, the contenders division has been rebooted and was obviously it was always a plan but like I'm very very happy with the, this contender decision which I'm sure we'll get to when we talk about Epic Encounter um, you know because we took our time in bringing the you know bringing the um, contenders through in terms of like selecting the right guys and making sure rather than just being like we're starting con- like our guys have graduated there was three graduates from the first set of contenders they've graduated now now's the time for the next lot tomorrow it was like no we're going to wait a few months uh, maybe even a year yeah um, maybe a year yeah and like and i think everyone thought that i and i was speaking to people who were in this year's contenders division um and at least some of them who I was like you'll be in the next batch of contenders some while the contenders 
division was already go still going on. You'll be in the next batch. But I think they were probably starting to doubt whether that next batch was even going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Because I wanted to take my time with it and do it at the right time. I, I do believe. a lot of, lot of counselling that you probably don't realise. I'm sure you do, yeah. yeah. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you have to tell me about that off air. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's just one of those things, you know. Yeah. Like I, you know, I like to believe... I think the reason why I work so well with New Japan is because New Japan have very much the same values as I do in the sense of when you say something's going to happen, it happens. Yeah. Um, you don't have to worry about it. And it doesn't matter... Like you know, if you if you've given your word, you you know your word is your your word is essentially your bond. Yeah. Right. Um. And I think that that's uh, I think that's important. So anyone <laughs> incredibly important. Yeah. Anyone li listening who you know, if I've said, you know, if I've ever promised anything to anyone, should I get out a list of things you promised me over the last few months? Um. If you want, yeah. <laughs> um. So. Uh, so yeah, so I, I you know, I, I felt that with all the positives coming from this year, um, we had a quite a disastrous end to 2018. Not like a, not, um, I guess not aesthetically, not creatively, but um, kind of uh, economically, the, the end of 2018 was horrible. Um, and 2019, we've literally turned it all around. Um, and, uh, you know, and a big supporting branch of that was Osprey and Pack, um, And, and things were things are going well, and our relationship with New Japan's never been stronger. Um, you know, like we're developing new stars, um, going to new new venues which are working. Um, you know, getting it, getting our rhythm together with everything. Like even our merchandise is expanding and becoming more exciting. There's lots of stuff in the pipeline with that. Um, more little sidelines are, are coming in, and it's just kind of a, a real exciting time to be around. And like, but it requires a lot of work and a lot of passion. And I'm so motivated about all of this stuff. And then I read one bad comment, and I'm just like, oh, I just want to go and like crawl under this desk here and not bother doing anything. You know, yeah. like what's the point? You know. Uh -huh. um, so, um, so yeah, it just wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for my health. It wasn't good for any of that stuff, right? And uh, and I guess ultimately. I never read any feedback going into Epic Encounter, right? None whatsoever. Like, I never saw anyone wrote anything positive, anyone wrote any neg anything negative. And what I will say to you is one of the, again, I'm not here being like, I will only read positive comments. I'm not saying that at all. I don't read any, any comments. comments. Because I said one of, the, one of the negatives of having to, um, uh, of, 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 I, again, I consider myself very level-headed. I'm not in any kind of bubble, right? So um, I believe if I, if I won't accept someone's negative opinion or I don't want to read someone's negative opinion, yep. then I shouldn't, and, and I don't want to be affected by it, then I also shouldn't be affected by their positive opinion. Yeah, you can't bury um, your head in the sand, can you? Yeah. Now, Is that the right expression? You know what yeah, I mean. It's like, true. Yeah, it's true. Well, it's, it's almost like I am burying my head in the sand, but like it's almost like, yeah, if I was only looking at the positives... I would yeah. be definitely bury in my head. In Somewhere the there's a good like term, like a good <laughs> saying. Yeah, <laughs> what but, like, saying, but yeah. I do have people who read um, who read the comments, and if there's anything which is of serious concern or of value, yeah, then it gets fed back to me. But like other than you know, other than that, so like it's not like you know, so it's not like um, you know, if someone has a serious concern. But I, again, people can always contact us directly, and we'll always deal with anything. Um, but like if it's a serious um, 
if it's something that we you know is constructive and can be dealt with then people do read that stuff and feed it back to me so um so that's all all great um but it just means that i personally don't have to yeah to deal with that it just makes <coughs> yeah. me a lot healthier and as a result it means i can focus a lot more on the creative can focus i don't get because i don't because of this stuff i don't get down like i i would before mm-hmm. and like when something bad goes wrong i just shrug my shoulders and move on right? sure and uh and in this week a lot of bad stuff happens so um this well, week say, well not this p- oh week the, the epic the week epic, okay okay the epic week yeah <laughs> as Bo would say the epic <laughs> week um so i'm just going to rush through a couple of things um so the first thing is like um so ladders you've got a ladder match you've got to have some ladders right yeah so um i'm get so i'm like we get these double-sided ladders and i'm I, I ordered some ladders and one specifically was a um, a custom-made ladder. I did, well, I didn't know at the time. A custom-made double-sided ladder. And it was tall. It was as tall as the tallest ladder we used at Epic Encounter. But it was double-sided because I was like, oh, I want to have a, you know, double-sided ladders like they do. Yeah. A WWF. Yeah. yeah. So, ordered these ladders, right? The ladders are supposed to come. Uh, so, this is three weeks before the event. Okay. Um and I would have ordered it sooner, but I was like, I don't want to be just sat staring at ladders this uh, whole time. I mean, three weeks should be enough. But three weeks is yeah. enough time, because if something goes wrong, you can rectify <coughs> it. Okay? So, um, I ordered this ladder, but I'd, but I'd researched where to get it from. So, I ordered this ladder. Yep. Um, this ladder turns... Uh, sorry. Um, it doesn't turn up on the day it's supposed to come. Okay? I get an email saying it's coming on this specific day. It doesn't turn up. I'm there this day. It doesn't turn up. Right, the next day, um, I call them up and they say, oh, that's odd, um, we'll get you a tracking number. They got me a tracking number and it said it was at Southampton, which is our local depot. Um, and he said it should be out for delivery today, but it just said arrived at depot. It didn't say out for delivery. So I'm waiting all day for this ladder to turn up. Nothing turns up. The next day, I go on to the tracking and use the tracking number they gave me and it says out for delivery. But in somewhere else in England, which wasn't Southampton, which wasn't Portsmouth or wasn't Southampton. And um, so I call them up and I'm like, well, what's going on? Like, is this ladder coming today uh, or not? You know, um, and this, uh, this will be moving towards two weeks until the show now. So it's ordered three weeks out. This is moving to fr- two weeks towards the show. Um, and they said to me, um, the ladder, they're like, oh, that this is odd. Let me look into it for you. Right. And they waited till... Um, oh, so then they called me back, and they're like, "Oh, what's happened? Is your ladder, the one of the ladders, has been destroyed in transit? So it's going back. The courier's taking it back to the place it came from because we've damaged it, right? And they're like, "But don't worry, because if there's a, uh, if there's a, um, as long as they've got another one stocked, then we'll send." the courier back with the ladder so like you'll get it so like you'll get it tomorrow before 10 a.m basically okay so i'm like okay cool no problem where was it where was it going back to bristol oh okay so right. it wasn't like it was uh yeah another country mm-hmm. but it came from i later found out it came from sweden yeah or denmark or somewhere like that a european city to bristol to country yeah <laughs> country yes um to uh to yeah to to bristol to southampton to portsmouth to me right but then it was went back to right 
so we're like we'll call them we'll call the um the manufacturer now and uh we'll make sure they've got a ladder for you but yeah you have it before 10 a.m tomorrow morning so this is be like again i guess two two weeks out before the show i don't know i honestly can't remember the timeline um it may have even been the week before the show i can't i can't remember but i remember there was a bank holiday the following week which comes into play um so i then they don't call me up until it'd be about quarter to five on that day oh would it be easter weekend good f- no probably may may day bank holiday i would have thought okay was yeah, easter I quite right i think you're right what was may the date what was the date of the show so it was may the 10th right may day bank holiday would have been like the, f- the monday before may probably would have been the may before yeah so it um so yeah the day v- oh i couldn't even tell you oh a- anyway so it might have been like t- two weeks before, one week before the show, like the day. The oh next yeah, maybe day Easter weekend was before that week before that. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? We don't. Who mind. cares? Yeah. Who cares about the days? But anyway, this is what happened. Like whatever it was, there was a bank holiday getting in the way. So the guy, the guy calls me up. So I wanted to say there was a Friday because I was panicking because it was like Good Friday, then Bank Holiday Monday, and I was like, ah, oh, I need to get it in time, whatever. Um, but I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. Um, so anyway, I call them up. Um, well, they call me up at quarter to five. Oh, really sorry. The big ladder, the main ladder, um, which has been broken, is made to order. And it's made in Sweden, Denmark, wherever. <laughs> so the soonest we can get one to. And it was like, they, they said the absolute soonest would have been the 10th of May, which would have been that Friday. Yeah. And that's like a <laughs> crap shot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like... Essentially, they're just like, we can just refund your order and you can go somewhere else if you want. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. But of course, then when I'm ringing around all these places with 15 minutes to go before the close of the working day, everyone's ladders are made to order and they must all be getting them from the same place. Yeah, probably are. Right? Yeah. So I couldn't get one in time. So I blindly ordered three double-sided ladders, um, which didn't turn up until the following week or the week of the show, which were too small. And I didn't have time to, but I, d- but I hadn't seen, oh, and they, t- they had promised me I'd get them on the Tuesday of that week, and they didn't come until the Wednesday of that week. Okay. With two so days like, to go. With two days to go. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, so those, with those, I was on the phone to them saying, what's going on? Where's the, you know, where are they? And they're like, oh, well, actually, it looks like they'll be coming tomorrow now. And they came on the Wednesday, and they were patently too small. So, like, obviously, we went to all kinds of different places looking for more ladders, trying to order some express, doing whatever I could. We wound up obviously just using those ladders plus a combination of ladders we already owned. Um, so, you know, it was it was what it was. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it was absolutely fine. Don't get me wrong. It was, it was just, it's just like when you try to make something the best it can be and you put so much into trying to make that happen. Yeah. And then... A delivery driver drops a bloody ladder. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, and yeah. that's just my luck, yeah. right? So that happened, right? Um, so when the when the smaller ladders came, I said, "Oh, like, oh, maybe I should just make sure we've got some tables to compensate." I don't know if they'll get used or what, but let's get a couple of tables in as well. I'm stressed out. Oh, this is, I think, when the I don't even remember that, but I was stressed out at this point, right? I remember being stressed. Ordered these tables. I get to your call. And um, and when I get to York Hall, there's a, I was like, oh, should I have some tables delivered to me? So this is the day of the show, right? This package comes, right? And first of all, it looks quite small, 
right? And it says, plastic trestle table. And I was like, oh, God, they've sent me those folding... Yeah, the, those normally you know, white the plastic White things. plastic folding tables by mistake. So I call him up, and the guy's like, oh, don't worry, that's just the packaging. There'll be a wood table inside. And I'm like, oh, cool, brilliant. Not even then forgetting, it instantly goes out my mind that the, t- the, the package is small, right? Yeah. And I'm like, cool, brilliant. And I opened up the package, and there's these tiny little tables, and I'd ordered the wrong size tables because I was just so stressed by everything. I'd ordered the wrong size tables. Um, But fortunately, because we get to the venues at like 7 a.m. on the day of a show, and that's another thing about the shows, they're like long days. We get there at 7, leave at um, probably about midnight, I'd say. Um, I got home at 3 a.m. on that Saturday. and uh, which then can then shows you that like you know when you then come home and you see all that horrible stuff and you've been there since seven a.m. you left your ha- uh, you you know you left your house at like half five in the yeah. morning or whatever um, and um, yeah so fortunately because we had time um, we could like I'd, I first of all I was like right we're gonna go to again you go through all these processes we're gonna go to um, B and Q, we're going to get some MDF, we're going to take these legs off this table, we're going to put them on this table. And then I was like, hang on a minute, you're overthinking this. Just call up the place, Yeah. find out, it was in Hertfordshire, it was an hour and a half away, find out if they can drop some new tables off to you, or if you can go and pick some up from them. And basically they said they can courier it, but it would cost an extra fortune. Um, How much? Uh, maybe it was like 100 quid. Oh, okay. The, for courier. Yeah. But, but, you'd have to get the other tables back to them as well. Okay. And the courier was only charging to drop One off, trip. not to take back. Okay. So they said, like, um, there'll be an option to do it, like, a, in a cheaper way if you want to, if a venue will hold on to the tables for you, when we have a courier nearby, we can do it at a reduced rate. Oh, okay. But to trust your call to hold on to two tables, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, okay. And it's not their responsibility to do that, but like, no. there's so many people in and out of that building, mm-hmm. like... Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, yeah. it's just a case of we went, someone thankfully went, Kenneth Halfpenny. Oh, he drove, did he? He, uh, he went and picked there some up go. and got some more. Um, so, that was a, that was all, all's well that ends well. Um, of course, also, there was a, a Cruiserweight Championship belt as well. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was delivered to us. We were all looking at it. It looks lovely. I know what you're going to say. And then we post a picture of it on the end. And the worst thing is as well, <laughs> so, like... The Cruiserweight Championship says pro wrestling at its best, but it says it is best, really, because there's an apostrophe between the I, the yeah, T and the S. Yeah, pro wrestling at it is best. Yeah. Yes. Right. Now, it's so small, you couldn't... Eat, like, so... Right, so, just to stress, the belt maker had the logo of the... The, 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 the logo, which is on the centre of the ring, where there's no spelling mistake whatsoever. The proofs had to be approved of the belts before they started getting engraved. There's no spelling mistake on the um, the approved proof. When I got the belt, never even noticed. When I was sent pictures of the belts as they were being made, never even noticed. Right, because it's so, so small. Yeah. Right? And I feel that if I'd put the picture of the belt that I was sent by the belt maker, no one would have ever noticed. But I wanted to make it nice because I didn't want to half arse it. So we put a Rev Pro banner up. We set up a ladder. We put the ladder, the put belt on top of the ladder. A bit symbolic for the ladder match, which was sure. upcoming. Yeah. And of course, when that, if you zoom in to a hundred and fifty times mm-hmm. size, 
you can see it says pro wrestling at its is best. <laughs> and uh and of course then everyone gets on you for that. And that I did see. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um and that was but believe it or not, thankfully that was the only piece of negative Wait, what else said it was nice? Ne- negative. No, that was, sorry, that was the only negativity I'd read in the lead up to the show at all. Oh, okay, the, okay. The belt. I didn't read anything else at all. Um, and I think if, it, if I had read, I've, and again, I don't know what else was said, right? But just to skip forward through to the show, at the end of the show, everyone was saying to me, lots of people wrote lots of horrible stuff about this show going into it. But now oh, it's okay. super positive. But it was a good show, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank God I didn't read. Because like, I was unaffected by it all. But yeah. obviously, if I'd read all of that and then the belt stuff on top, uh-huh. my goodness, I can't even tell you what <laughs> I would have done. Do you know mm. what I mean? Um, jacked it all in there and then. Yeah. Um, Don't have a show then. Fine. So have your money back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. But, like, obviously, the belts, again, again the belts being, uh, the plate is being remade. The yeah, from scratch, the, isn't it? From yeah. scratch, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the the belt maker is taking full responsibility for it, but you can't again. Like I say, it's not one of those things that really stands out, and it's not. No, but, it's, but it's attention to detail that's important. It so is. You, it's definitely the no, right thing. So to yeah, do. so we we're getting the we yeah. are getting the plates remade, but I will not be defined by a stupid spelling mistake. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Which especially when it wasn't my fault. <laughs> so. Yeah, but not only was it not your fault, like you'd approved a different design, yeah, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I can then show he's gone on and being like, yeah. And I don't know if he, if it was him being like the guy who etched it. It must have like, been being like, oh, this is grammatically incorrect. Yeah, it must have been. I yeah. know best. I can imagine but he was there being like, oh, to his wife, oh, does this need an apostrophe in it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I bet that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, but. Believe me when I say, and I think this is turned into me defending myself here, I do know how it's and it is is spelled. I'm looking at a backpack here. What's it say? It says pro wrestling at it is. Uh, <laughs> 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 pro wrestling at its best. So, yeah, anyway, the, the show itself I thought was uh, was very good. And uh, and like I said, like apparently, apparently, I hear overwhelming positive <laughs> feedback. Um, but, yeah, um, I, I was very happy with the show personally in terms of, like, being able to um, build towards the future um, and having, you know, just guys like, for example, the contenders opening up a York Hall show, I felt was uh, very important. Um, And they, you know, I think they did themselves proud. Um, You know, then you had um, Dan McGee and Curtis Chapman really, I think, stepped up against Josh Bodeman and Shah Samuels, who are, for my money, Josh Bodeman, if you're talking about underrated, Josh Bodeman and Shah Samuels are right up with the most underrated wrestlers right now. Um, so, um, so yeah, I thought that match was fantastic. Um, obviously, um, you know, Rob Lias, um, TK Cooper, uh, Michael Oku, Carlos Romo, Shikahiro Irie in that five-way, um, they all really stepped up and I think told a, a wonderful story and there's so many different directions where, where we can go from there. Um, but I think they all essentially... Um, despite the fact that there was five guys in that match, I think they all had an opportunity to shine and I think they all made the most of that opportunity. Um, so, you know, it's great for those guys. Obviously, with a new Cruiserweight champion and new tag team champions, um, again, we're going to see a lot of new and exciting matches coming off the back of that. So, um, for me, I, th- I feel like it was a, a real positive show. I walked away from it super positive, um, excited about the future um, and, um, 
yeah, and I think that it it's always good when when your vision is done justice. Um, yeah, because obviously you don't have, you can't, you have an idea what you want to promote. But sometimes what you promote don't, you know, your your wrestlers don't want to promote the same thing, so they kind of go off and, you yeah, know, and I, wrestlers can be like guilty of doing their own thing yeah, sometimes. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I think it's one of the beauties about Rev Pro, and also you could, some people could look at it as a negative. Wrestlers have creative freedom to paint their own picture. So I can tell you where I want you to go. The way you get there is entirely up to you. Um, and, uh, you know, so, a- again, like, it's just, it's nice when everything's all on the same page and all moves in the same direction. Um, and I feel that it was just a super positive show. Um, and if anyone, again, I I always stand by this, and I don't know how many times I, I, I kind of um, have people doubt in what we're doing. Um, it's a lot more difficult than I think anyone could imagine the the sea of politics, uh, constant evolving and changing landscape um, of professional wrestling within the United Kingdom um, and within the world. And it's almost like all of a sudden the UK is in the, in the picture when we're talking about worldwide wrestling, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, so, um, you know, it's, it's very hard with that constantly switching and changing environment. But what I will tell you is that I personally believe that anyone who comes to watch any of our shows... Um, We'll get their value. We'll get, as Marty Jones would say, value for money. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just look at some of it. I think a lot of the time we're kind of almost guilty in this country of being spoiled in terms of the amount of great wrestling you see. And I always, always, always use this as an example. I always say, but like FWA, still to this day, years after it folded, still trade off of British Uprising one and two, right? Yep. Frontiers of Honor. Those three shows Probably Frontiers run of Honor more than anything else, isn't right? it? Like but they still trade off those three shows. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that well, York Hall, Bethnal Green, like half full York Hall, Bethnal Greens, mm-hmm. with a high level of production. And, you know, they trade off them to this day. You know, whereas these days, you know, you do a big show, like a York Hall size show on Saturday. By the following Friday, someone else has on a killer, on show, a killer show and everyone's talking about that and that's just a change in the nature of the, the business in this country and I think that's great because it means we've got all this all this great choice but that can also lead to fans becoming complacent um, and which is a challenge for us I'm not saying it's a, the fans fault that's almost our fault because it's our challenge as promoters to, to lift ourselves to another level to try and use stuff to grab fans um, but it can also be hard in terms of um, you know when we're building talents um you know, to um, because we we uh, ultimately the economy is an economy of scale, isn't it? If we don't sell tickets, we can't. <laughs> what can we do? Yeah. You know, if we can't sell tickets to the show, we can't run shows. So, you know, so as a result, we have to put people on who will sell tickets. And yes, we want our homegrown talent to be the main reason that people buy tickets. But if people aren't willing to accept them as those people from day one, then we kind of need to be patient and grow those. Build, it's bi- re- obviously, it's building, isn't yeah, it? And it's yeah, con- and it's constantly building. And it's not, and again, like I say, with here today, gone tomorrow mentality of, uh, of this WWE UK stuff, um, which again, is no, uh, it's no competition to us whatsoever. We're completely different things. And we're not, um, we're not, if WWE think for one second that they're competing with us, or that we're competing with them, then 
I take that as a compliment because it couldn't be further from the truth. There's no, like, there's absolutely, we're not competing with them on any metric whatsoever. Like, not even, not even night and day. Like, you know, we, we couldn't be further worlds apart. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so in many ways, I take it as a compliment if that's their belief. Um, um, but uh, again, I, I, I don't think they've got anything to be worried about. You know, that'll be just fine. Take my word for it. Um, but, um, but you know, with that nature, like it's very hard because you can build guys and then you don't know. Tomorrow, you might be build like an A-Kid, for example, and tomorrow he may be gone. Yeah. You know, so, um, uh, but, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a very, very uh, complicated and tricky landscape that, that we currently uh, oh, gotcha. dwell in. Got ride the, uh, ride the storm. Absolutely. Yeah. As we've done, you know, as like I've done, I feel like I've, with that storm since the day I got into professional wrestling and I think I'll continue to do so till the day I get out. Yeah. And the day I get out, Andy. Tomorrow morning. Will be the day I die. Oh, okay. Or maybe tomorrow as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice. That was a lovely little return back to form for the A Squared Circle Wrestling yeah, I hope Podcast. You liked it, kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll be back next Friday. With back. more. But this might go out out on out on Saturday. Okay. That could be an issue. Maybe we could say out on Saturdays. Okay. Because so that yeah. despise me because like I'm now deep into the day and I've got okay stuff to do. All right. <laughs> no problem. So, yeah. All right. Well, make sure you follow me on Twitter. We've also got people to gossip about off air. Yeah. Can't wait. Well, I'll be quick then. B-O-Y-S-I-M-M-O-N-Z. That's on Twitter. Instagram. B-O-Y-S-I-M-M-O-N-Z. One nine eight four. Stupid handle. A Quilden. A, a Quilden. A-Q-U-I-L-D-A-N. You can't even say yours. Oh, whatever. A-Q-U-I-L-D-A-N. Uh, I'm Twitter. Really good at it. Um, I don't tweet often, but when I tweet, I tweet good. So, um, Pearls of Wisdom. Um, I think you could read back through all my old tweets and be like... Learn a thing or two. Yeah. And, and there'll be nothing that incriminates me. I've never had to go back and delete a tweet ever. Because, Not like uh, Curtis Chapman, who did a nice tweet about my birthday and because I didn't like it, he deleted it. Well, that's just being like what a... a what a jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> that's just being self-conscious, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. A, that's a and it got like nearly 20 likes. 20 likes. For someone with like 20 followers, that's not bad, <laughs> is it? Well, on that note, <laughs> yeah. we'll leave you with that. Um, we'll speak to you again next week. Goodbye. <laughs>